Hello and welcome to episode four of the show. I'm your host, Endgamer, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Ed Bellis. Hi. It is currently 55 minutes to lockdown of the brackets for the character battle. And uh, which means we're just a little over two hours away from the official kickoff of the contest, which will be Link versus Thrall. Um, and the date is, of course, uh, Friday, January 15th, or as S.B. Allen would call it, Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, October 12th, 2012, or, <laughs> or something like that. Um, boy, that was crazy last night, Ed, wasn't it? That was, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny that, like, it wasn't really being communicated at all what was going on, and it was, it was kind of ridiculous. Because he, he goes on the front page, he calls it Friday the 14th, so no one knows, does it start the 14th, or does it start Friday? Because the 14th was a Thursday, actually, SB. And, uh, and then, well, I was sure it was going to start last night because he updated the start of the front page to say, only a few hours left. I know. And I was like, how could you possibly say only a few hours left, 28 hours in advance? Like I said, no one would do that. So whatever else he messed up, he had to get that right. But I was wrong. And um, so anyways, we were all wrong. We, we were all wrong. No one was as wrong as SB, but uh, <laughs> anyways, I'd like to apologize. Um, <clears throat> that was partly my fault, that confusion. I, I think what happened there... Uh, SB was planning on starting it up on Thursday night. Uh, then I had a, a talk with him earlier in the week, and I said I was talking about how cool it would be to have a game of the decade poll, which I don't think he was planning on doing. And my suggestion to SB was let's do game of the decade, and then what we can do is cut out one of these crappy game of the year polls, like game of the year PS2. You know, the games five people have played or, you know, best original title or, or all this crazy stuff that he includes. But he kept that all in and then tacked on Game of the Decade and pushed the contest back. And then everything got messed up in the uh, in his official records on that. So kind of crazy. But anyways, we're we're starting off and the first match will start um, as we move over into Saturday the 16th. But fortunately... All our uh, day match versus night match stuff is still going to be accurate. It's just all happening one day later. All right, for the theme of tonight's show, uh, we're right here. We're right at lockdown. We're just about to start things lockdown. off. So, <laughs> lockdown. And so we thought, let's talk about our favorite matches that are coming up, the, you know, the big hitters, the ones we're really excited about. And uh, I'm going to make some general contest uh, predictions, some trends I think we're going to see this year. So, Ed, if you wanted to start us out, uh, what was the first match you wanted to highlight for us? I would like to highlight um, the Ject and Phoenix match that I think got a lot of um, attention the other day on the board and I think has been getting a decent amount of attention throughout the contest. I think, like, at first I looked at this and I said, oh, Phoenix will win this because I don't really know what my logic was, but there wasn't a lot of logic behind it, and I think... I think Jekt, I changed my mind, and I went with Jekt to, I think, round three, where he loses to Zelda. And I think this comes down to Board 8 overestimating the characters they like against. Like, you look at 
the board eight trends. I'm looking at these um this secret page that you linked me to that I don't know if I can tell or not. No, you can talk about it. Okay, it's it's the guru stats, and I'm looking and I see that 55 people out of 145 total so far in the guru have gone with Phoenix. And I compare that to like how the Tails characters normally do in this contest, where people keep picking them every year, but they they they'll never do well. And I, I feel like this that's part of like partially like favoritism on the board. And I don't know if Phoenix Phoenix is a very niche 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 whatever. I always uh, say niche, but niche yeah niche character. I mean, he's very popular on the board, but if you look at the site representation as a whole, I don't think that many people know who he is. And Jekt, I mean, he isn't a main character in a Final Fantasy game, that's to be fair. But he also was in Dissidio, which was a pretty big, um, probably a pretty big boost there. Um, he was, he's well known in the sense that people can look at the picture and go, oh, okay, he's the guy from Final Fantasy X. Um... In the, on the other side, though, we have people saying Phoenix is beloved on the board, and with the match being only 12 hours, there might be a lot of big rallying going on for Phoenix. You know, Phoenix always leads straight out of the gate with the board vote, and I think that um, maybe people are thinking that that match will, um, the smaller time frame will let him lead even longer. I'm not really sure, but I know that um, I've got Jekt winning... Um, Probably fairly commandingly, but I'm sure that it'll be an interesting match either way. It's it's what people make of it to a certain extent. So, yeah, there's two interesting things about that match to me. The first is that, you know, really strange reversal. Phoenix is the number three seed in that match um, <clears throat> against a 14, which is kind of absurd and it just goes to show how much the board. And kind of the social boards in general have really gotten into Phoenix Wright. And, but in my opinion, that makes it even a worse pick to go with Phoenix because you know there's going to be a ton of casuals that'll say, you know, a three seed can't lose. I, I don't really know this guy, but I don't know uh, this Final Fantasy character either and, and go with PW. So, um, yeah, in that sense, I don't really like it as an upset pick because you're not really going to be that much of an upset against the casuals, I don't think. And but, but I think what has people sold on Phoenix is I think they're still a little bit scared about that match two years ago uh, where he held off Bomberman when it looked for sure, uh, you know, once the day vote rolls around, uh, Bomberman's a casual character. Everyone knows him. He'll easily overtake him. And somehow, some way, Phoenix just kept holding him off. I think we invented, well, we didn't invent, but we talked about uh, barriers for that match. There was like a, like a 500 or 300 or something vote barrier. That, I remember that. That every time Bomberman would get, started to get close, Phoenix Wright would, would knock him back. I think and, that, that first came around in the Kefka and Tommy match. That yep. was like the birth of the barriers. Against Versetti, which, of course, as we all found out later, that was uh, all illegal, illegal <laughs> activities. <laughs> happening behind the scenes there but phoenix apparently was legit or at least yeah. you know got caught for it so i i mean i do give him a chance but i agree with you um i'm not going out on that limb uh for this contest yeah moving on to our second point uh which is something that i'm picking in my bracket i'm going to talk about three trends that i went with this year because when i fill out a bracket i always 
pick as though I'm trying to win it all. Um, what I'll do is I'll I'll say what will be the trends this year, and then I'll try to stay consistent to that through my bracket. And my trend is uh, one of them is that Final Fantasy X is going to be continue to be on the rise for this bracket. And I'm not, you know, a lot of people are kind of uh, casuals looking in are probably kind of drinking the Kool-Aid on FFX right now because. It just won Game of the Decade convincingly. Uh, we just saw it get to the final four of the games contest. And so a lot of people are probably thinking, you know, that's the third or fourth strongest game on the site, probably. Uh, when in reality, I don't think it's the case. It's just that things always seem to work out for that game in a contest setting or in a site-wide setting. Unless up against Melee. Unless up against Melee, yeah, that was its one downfall. <laughs> But um, <clears throat> I think that things are going to continue to work out for it this year. And it's definitely, I mean, it, it isn't as strong as it's looked, but it's definitely held the test of time better than pretty much any other game, possible exception of Melee. Of course, we don't know about that thanks to four-way format. But um, So that's one thing that I'm picking for this year. And so what's, what I have there in my bracket, uh, I agree in picking against Phoenix. I think that's the right choice. I'm also backing Titus, or Titus, as I was insulted for not calling him, against uh, against Subby, against Sub-Zero in their opening match, which means he's going to have to go uh, two rounds. And that one, to me, feels like a coin flip. Uh, the last time I looked on the... Forward odds project. Uh, Titus was a slight underdog, but in the Guru, it's kind of interesting. We don't have all the brackets in yet, but in the Guru, Sub Zero has actually become the underdog. We have 80 brackets in right now for Titus and only 65 for Subby. So it's kind of swinging in Final Fantasy X's favor there with the, uh, with the way the Gurus are taking it. So I'm backing them there. Um, I'm also making two upset picks. One of them is Yuna over Zach Fair, and I know you'll be upset to hear that, Ed. I'm very upset. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm personally outraged that a you would big, do this. A big fan of uh, Zach Fax, and was hoping those would be back again this year, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he had a wonderful setup um last year in the four ways and that's why it made such a good run and i think he gets exposed against yuna a character that looked actually quite good back in 2006 and didn't really get a chance in 07 with master chief and his game fuel going on there um i took that and a lot of the reason is because almost no one is doing it uh, with the way the Guru is breaking down right now, 80% are backing Zach in that first round. And I thought uh, Yuna was undervalued there. So I went with her. My other pick, sticking with the trend, is Oron over Squall. I was going to ask if you were going to do that. Round three. Yep, i got to stay consistent. And again, that's one to me that I could see Squall being the favorite, but I think it should be like a slight favorite. And instead, I'm looking here at the brackets, 76% of the board, or at least the gurus, are backing Squall there as if it's um, 
you know, a no doubter. And I just really disagree. I think if anything, that's going to be, you know, a 51, 52% match either way. So Oron felt like a good value to me uh, with only 22% of the board backing him. And I'm one of them. So that's what I'm expecting out of uh, Final Fantasy X to have a good year. Uh, Ed, what was the next match you wanted to talk about? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, to segue for a little bit, I think the way you said you you pick your your bracket where you have look for consistent trends and make sure everything is consistent. Yep. I do the opposite. Um, <laughs> I I don't put all my eggs in one basket on the off chance that I'm wrong. So I just sort of um, pick a variety of things. Like, okay, maybe this Sonic character will do well, but this one won't. Maybe. You know, this trend will happen partially, and this one won't. So I, 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 it's funny that you mentioned that because that's the opposite of how I pick my brackets. But anyway, um, I was going to talk about the round two match with um, Kratos and probably Charizard. Unless you're like me and picking uh, Duke Nukem. <laughs> the Duke, yeah, I was just going to say. Yes. Um, I think it's another interesting match because it's really going to... Um, Kratos is a pretty casual character when you stop and think about it, and this really um, puts the test in what we were talking about, I think it was last episode, of how far the casual vote's really going to go. So I think Kratos is probably the strongest, besides Master Chief, um, quote-unquote casual character that we have, and yet he's never, he's rarely ever challenged in a contest setting, at least in a one-way. Like, he either wins convincingly or loses convincingly. And I think that... Um, this match will be an interesting setup for him because I mean people are really high on Pokemon. It's like it impressed really well um, in the games contest and has been impressing in the four ways. And I think um, so. It'll be an interesting match either way. I think it's another case of the board maybe overestimating their favorites, um, not as badly as necessarily Phoenix, but I think um, either way it could it could be a pretty close match. Yeah, I'm... like me and you have Duke Nukem. Get there, <laughs> just get SFF by Kratos, and that'll be wonderful. Yeah, that's something we talked about a little bit last week. Was that uh, Nintendo might be down a little this year, Square might be a little down, and if anyone's going to step up, it'll be these kind of casual characters or 360 characters or whatever. And uh, Kratos is is one of the big ones there, along with Altair and. Uh, Maybe, you know, the Call of Duty guys, I'm not really buying that. But uh, him and uh, Nathan Drake as well. And I am expecting those guys to have a better showing this year than we've seen in the past. But I still personally went with uh, Charizard on this one. And normally I try to avoid that. Like with Phoenix Wright, I feel like um, just because the board loves him, they're favoring him a little bit too much. But I think uh, the Char has a pretty good case to be made for himself. You know, you just call him the Char. Yeah, the Char. The Z- or the Zar. The Zard. The, 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 the Char, whatever. Um, the the Chari, the Zardi. <laughs> the Zardi. Uh, whatever. I think he's got. He should have nostalgia going for him. You know, with the right match picks, um, Brawl going for him, Pokemon going for him. So I think that's going to be one of the best matches of the contest hopefully between those two in in round two the trouble is whoever you pick there you pretty much have to take to win either once or twice more um until they get up to bowser or sora because the rest of that that bottom half of that bracket is just so awful so it's actually you know a huge match in that it should be close 
but it should also be worth a lot of points in the end. I don't know. I, I, I could see unless... That's the problem with L block. It's so variable. And I mean, maybe this will be a recovery from 2008 where L block will take out whoever wins um, the Kratos Charizard uh, match. And maybe L block will lose the HK47. We don't know how it's going to perform in a one on one setting, and that makes it incredibly difficult to predict. But I, I wouldn't rule it out so quickly myself. Well, that was a wonderful segue, and people won't believe this. This isn't scripted because actually my next point is uh, relating to the joke characters. Whoa, this is not scripted. Mind-blowing. This is not scripted. And my trend for this year that I picked in my bracket is the death of the joke character. Lockdown! And that is something that I think we saw being trended toward last year with Pikachu knocking out L-Block in one of the funner results uh, in a long, long time. And I think it's going to just continue this year, especially moving from the four-ways into the 1v1s. The problem with 1v1s is if you're a joke character, unless half the site gets the joke, you're in trouble. And I don't think over half the site is going to be really backing um, these characters, especially if there is some backlash, as apparently Elblock felt in uh, 2008 after having that great run in 07. So you heard it here for first, folks. HK47 to defeat Elblock in round one. I have that uh, locked locked down in my bracket. I, ca- I can't even say it now. It's <laughs> disillusioned me and disheartened me. So, Which explains why... Um, I'm such a fan of Charizard making a a deep run because there will be no block in the way. Uh, Speaking of jokes, I also really wanted to pick against Weighted Companion Cube. The trouble is that thing, uh, its first round match is actually against another joke character. Uh, We we only have four in the bracket this year, and two of them are playing each other right away. Sandal, who apparently is only in a few minutes of the game... Um, from what I've been able to gather, but he kind of uh, has a joke going around about him and a popular YouTube video. Uh, what's his catchphrase again, Ed? Sandals? Oh. In, oh, that I, enchantment, I think. Enchantment, yeah. Yeah. Which I don't get at all. But anyway, no, I don't get it <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I, had to be there. Um, I just think in that case, Weighted Companion Cube, especially after its run last year, is probably even probably very much more well-known than Sandal, and I'm sure more people have played Portal. Um, so I actually have to pick the cube for one round. Then I have it getting knocked out promptly by whoever wins that match. Personally, I went with Nathan Drake in a bit of an upset there. So it gets knocked out there, and then I really wanted to pick against GLaDOS because if the cube's going to be weak, GLaDOS is going to be even weaker. But then I looked up what this character looks like. Um, let me just find the match here. Fawful. <laughs> From the the Mario and Luigi RPGs. And man, that character looks ridiculous. And GLaDOS is apparently going to get a cool uh, eye picture that Ulti put up for her. So I've, I actually have to pick against Fawful there. 
Uh, and then GLaDOS gets creamed by Kirby, of course, in the second round. But almost any other Mario RPG kind of character, I think I would take over GLaDOS. But Fawful, uh, I'm just not sold on it. Actually, I think I might change my bracket to Fawful. I don't know about this. Yeah, it's tempting. I think it'll be, it should be close. Yeah. But I think because I forgot what kind of awful picture GLaDOS is going to have. Yeah, well, I think the eye would even be better than whatever... The bondage tied, woman? Tied up woman, hang upside <laughs> down thing. Get the, uh, the, the bondage fetishist vote. Yeah. That are, which, is, which is a crucial demographic in these contests. That actually Didn't it advance last year with that? No, it lost to uh, Falco. Oh, okay. I I was just thinking of uh, the cube, I guess, making yeah, yeah, cube disgusting QB. run. Yeah, cube Mega Man, I think. So. Yep. Yeah. All right, so death the joke character, and then what was the last match you wanted to talk about, Ed? Well, what else would I be talking about? But the single most hyped match of the contest. I'm talking about Yoshi versus Jack. Whoa! And I think that this match is really being overlooked. No, I'm, I'm just shitting. I'm not talking about seconds. Second <laughs> um, I forgot Jack was even in this contest until I scrolled up. Um, I don't know. This match is really. I think if if every. I think most matches have like a single, or most contests rather have a single match that sort of defines them, or at least like a series of matches that defines them. Like we were talking about in episode two, which is what the the theme of this contest, like the story of the contest, would be. And I'm thinking that this is going to be the the story, or at least the big hype match of this contest. And I'm hoping it ends better than some of the other hype matches we've had. Like in 2005, we had Mario versus Samus as like the big hype match, which yep. didn't really end out well, entertainingly at all. Um, but I'm hoping that Snake and Sephiroth would be a, a good, better match. It has all the um, all the, the the ingredients for a really solid match because these two have faced off in four ways and it was an unexpected result with snake kind of beating they've they faced off in the uh, the tournament champions in 2006 as well and i think a snake snakes come away the victor i think both times hasn't he yes yeah but i mean again those are four ways cloud was also in the poll so it's tough to say who's going to come out on top i think this is probably the best time for snake to have at the moment because of metal gear solid 4 him being high on that brawl him also being high on that um might would be one of the worst times for sephiroth as well because final fantasy 7 exposure is kind of low there hasn't been any new product in a while even though um no i guess that's not true dissidia came out but i mean he's not really getting any new fans sephiroth he's just kind of getting the old fans so i guess the question is is he still strong enough to hold off snake and i have snake winning myself but i could easily see this being a very close match um because i feel like sephiroth by himself is still an incredibly strong character like he's not the third strongest character on the site for nothing he's got an incredibly devoted fan base i think it's going to be a really good match and the breakdown right now surprisingly at least to me um, in the Guru, we have 84 picks for Seth and 58 for Snake. So that's about a 60-40 breakdown, which was more credit than I thought people were going to give Snake, uh, just because you assume, you know, Klinkeroth, um, unbeatable, outs, you know, at least in 1v1 settings. And, again, I, I really hesitated with this one because I hate to buy into board hype too much. And I feel that Snake is somewhat board hype but then there are 
there are really good points to make for him as well, and uh, you touched on most of them. The other thing that uh, I don't think you mentioned is that Sephiroth is uh, known for some weird performances. For being the third strongest character on the site, he sometimes looks like a juggernaut, and he sometimes looks you know, like only a mid-tier Noble Niner. And yeah. one, of th- one of those times he only looked mid-tier was in a situation, I think, pretty similar to what we're going to see in 07, uh, what we're going to see in 010, that is, and that was the Villains Contest where everyone knew Seth was such a big favorite that by the time we got to the end of the contest, he'd been killing everybody. Bowser put up a really good showing on him, and then so did Ganon in the final match. And I think we're kind of looking at something similar this year, where the way Seth's bracket is set up, he's going to be killing people um, and pretty good characters, but just because of SFF... Spoilers! (laughs) Just because of SFF, he's going to be um, probably, you know, everyone's assuming, beating these characters pretty easily. And that actually brings me to my next point. Um, first off, he's going to face Marth. Okay, that's fine. But then the second round, he's going against Vincent, who I think could actually give him uh, a pretty good run. I mean, you wouldn't expect it. You'd think Cloud or Seth would easily FFF him. But um, I think Vincent will give him a pretty good run. And then after that, it, you know, if he can survive, uh, he has a pretty tough test in Chrono. And I say a tough test because of my last trend for this season, and that trend is the sprite round, the sometimes dreaded sprite round. The way, the way SB has it set up this year, uh, round one are all uh, full body shots. Round two are more close-ups, kind of face shots. And then in round three, you turn to your sprites. And the FF7, FF8, uh, the characters from that generation generally do not look too good uh, in sprite rounds, whereas you go back to the SNES, the NES, and characters can look very good, very nostalgic, and um, it can be tough to beat. So I think Chrono... I mean, it's still a long shot, but I think he's being criminally undervalued this year in terms of pulling off a major upset before um, Snake could even get there. And I say criminally undervalued because, uh, let me take a look at it here, there are currently a whopping two brackets in the Guru out of 145 that have been put into the system so far. Only two people are giving him any kind of chance here. And if he pulls it off, I mean, it'd be a long shot, but that would be pretty wild. That would be wild. Assuming he wins, though, I mean, he's again won probably a fairly close match against someone who was wasted against him. Then uh, Seth would go on to face, most likely, uh, Tifa, not in your bracket, but uh, (laughs) in most people's brackets, Tifa, another character just being wasted against him. So I think there's going to be a sentiment heavily against Sephiroth by the time he goes up against Snake. And that's what eventually tipped me into the Snake bandwagon, backing him based on, you know, rally votes or whatever you want to call it. The other things to look out for, and the way I picked it in the sprite round, is first of all, I think you're absolutely crazy if you think Master Chief can knock off Mega Man. And, again, that's largely because of the sprite round. 
Um, MM is going to look great. He's going to look in his classic 8-bit look. Did you pick that, Ed? I don't even have Mega Man getting that far. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Um, If if he does get there, though, no, I think you're crazy. Even with it being a day match, um, he should be fine there. I also think you're crazy if you picked Ganon to knock off Sonic. Two reasons. Number one, Sonic, like Mega Man and Mario, is going to look very cool, very nostalgic, um, back in his Genesis form. And Ganon is going to be Pig Ganon. <laughs> as as always seems to happen in his sprite rounds, it seems that's most likely what he's going to get again. And there's no way I could see him knocking off anyone in his uh, Pigman form. I say I didn't go with the Kirby over Sonic upset myself, but I think that's a legitimate chance. And I do not think Ganon will really have a chance. The last thing, one of my big upsets is in the sprite round, Bowser to upset Sora. And that is based on Bowser most likely getting his classic uh, NES, either Mario 3 or Mario 1 form, uh, which he used to great effect, if you remember back to his match against Snake a few years back. The uh, Remember the I Feel Asleep match pick, Ed? Yes. And uh, where Snake looked terrible, as he always does in sprite rounds, and Bowser looked great. He had nostalgia on his side and uh, really turned in a great result there. And I think it'll be kind of the same with Sora, who won't look as bad, but I think that's going to be Bowser at his strongest, and that'll be a real good shot for him to pull it off. So those are my trends for this season. And Ed was there. Maybe you want to touch a little bit on your Gordon Freeman idea. Uh, not really. He doesn't really have any uh, base in reality. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I pick Gordon to uh, get to Sephiroth just because I don't know. <laughs> well, um, it has a basis in GameSpot reality at least. Yeah, I if I yeah I, I can't really justify it. <laughs> okay. I mean, like like I said earlier, I just kind of. It's not like I pick things haphazardly, but I pick stuff, um, a variety of things, so that if, if something falls through, I still have other things to fall back on. But what usually happens with me is they all fall through. <laughs> they all get knocked it, it, just, it doesn't really work out that well. Like, Gordon goes back to classic Gordon. And loses to Peach. And Peach knocks him out with yeah. 52%. And... That would be a disaster. <laughs> um, that would be... I would be so sad because not only would that mess up my bracket, I just I hate Princess Peach with a passion. Yeah. <laughs> so as most people know, so. Gordon is is such a wild card, and that was one of the things I was more um, saddened by when the bracket came out. Is he had that great Valve following? Um, he had Valve, you know, plugging him in their message boards and their blogs and all that in the GameSpot contest, and it worked out so great. And you'd think. With only 12 hours to go in a match, like if you know if Valve or the, or the um, Half-Life fans could get a good rally going and just sustain it, they wouldn't have to hold on to it for so long that he could get a good run going. Um, but Tifa just seems like uh, you know a bridge too far, uh, as far as I was concerned. I mean, I considered it, but no, I had to back off that unfortunately. So good for you, sticking to your guns. Oh yeah. Guns are uh, firing. <laughs> All right. 
And uh, looks like we currently have about 20 minutes left before lockdown. So uh, we can close up shop here, and I will get working on getting this uploaded to our uh, needy fans on board yeah. eight. Sounds looking, good. Looking for some last-minute hype before we kick off the old 10 contest. Uh, overall, what's your, what's your excitement level, Ed, for uh, this new season? Um, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll get higher once the contest actually starts. I haven't actually been thinking about it too much. Um, it's one of those out of sight out of mind deals, I guess. But I'm sure it'll get higher once the contest actually starts. I'm thinking that uh, Elicard Magus match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, um, that'll be the classic. It deserves to be and get everyone, yeah. uh, you know, back back on the bandwagon. I'm hoping that the the one-on-one matches aren't kind of flops. Like, I'm hoping that, you know how, like, one-on-ones, they typically the people that don't like them say that, um, you know, they're, they're decided in the first five minutes and the excitement's over. I'm hoping that, like, because they're only 12 hours, we'll see less of that and it'll be more variable. The people coming in at all hours to vote and whatnot. I'm hoping that that, that will happen and that, you know, Alan can look at these and go, oh, this is evidence that one-on-ones is a good thing, you know? Yep, exactly. And as we talked about, it'd be a wonderful setup for an upcoming 1v1 uh, 128 game contest, which yeah. would be would have to be amazing. But yeah, let's hope for the best, and I do think we're going to get some pretty exciting stuff this year. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will continue running episodes uh, every week, usually Wednesday nights, uh, as the results are rolling in. So you can always follow along with us on the podcast. Enjoy the contest, everybody, and we will see you next week on the show. Bye, everybody. Standing in line to see the show tonight, and there's a lot on. Heavy clothes, by the way, I tried to say I'd be there. Waiting for Danny the girl to sing a song. Say I'd be there waiting for